0: Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University HealthCasts brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Yale HealthCasts. I'm Dr. Adam Smith, your host, and joining me in the studio today is Dr. David Smith, a clinical internal medicine physician at Yale Health. Welcome, David. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I understand that we're here today to talk about a phenomenon known as white coat hypertension. And for our listeners, hypertension is the medical lingo for high blood pressure. So a lot of folks come into the clinic and are nervous about being examined or having their blood pressure taken, and we find that these results may be higher than what they typically report their home readings to be. So I was hoping that you could fill us in on what your experience is with with this phenomenon of white coat hypertension. Is it real? Is it something that you experience a lot, and how do you approach that?
0: Sure. Um, when we're trying to decide whether somebody has uh, high blood pressure, uh, usually what we have available to us is blood pressure readings in the, the clinic. And as you mentioned, a lot of times people are uh, fairly anxious about coming in to see a doctor, getting a new diagnosis adrenaline's pumping through their system. Right. Uh, blood pressure can go up as a result of that. So we're trying to figure out, is is it uh, really a medical issue or is it just a situational issue? Um, turns out that probably maybe 20 or 30 percent of the uh, high blood pressure readings are just situational related to that adrenaline effect.
1: When you get a couple of readings in the office that are high, but the patients insist that their readings are low, whether that's at the drugstore where they might be checking it or some patients may have a blood pressure machine at home. How do you best mitigate their risk for long-term higher blood pressures versus what they feel that they are, what their I guess, what their baseline is at home?
0: Right. So, um, you know, I think it is important to try to uh, get some good, if you're suspecting that that might be the case, to get some good readings at home. Uh, there's a number of ways to do that, but probably the most practical way that I typically do is uh, ask them to get a home blood pressure monitor. Yale you know, health uh, pharmacy sells the, a really good automatic blood pressure cuff for $35. And so I send them over to the pharmacy, pick up a blood pressure cuff, and then have them do some readings at various times during the day at home, and then uh, send me an email with uh, some results at home, and then I compare those to the readings I'm getting in the clinic.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a pretty reliable way to go about it. I remember having conversations with uh patients that I had in a when I had a clinic and one of my presumptions was that if the blood pressure was high when they were challenged with a stressful situation, that there were probably many other situations in life such as sitting in traffic or whatever else may challenge our emotional state. So, imagine getting several readings whether it's at whether it's at home or after they've come in from a busy day at work you know gives you some more realistic real world values to go on
0: yeah that's like, what you're bringing up is actually something that's uh puzzled a lot of uh researchers uh whether uh, the phenomena we're seeing in result of uh th- their blood pressure uh, visit their their doctor's visit and their blood pressure reading there could reflect you know if they're having upset about uh, somebody cutting them off in traffic or something, are they really at risk? It turns out that when that's been studied, uh, the the home blood pressure readings, either the ones that the patients do themselves or doing a more formal thing, a 24-hour ambulatory blood pressure monitor, um, are much more predictive of uh, long-term outcomes, kidney failure, stroke, heart attack. Than the in-office blood pressure readings, I think they both have some value. Um, but if you're looking to see which one is a better predictor of how they how they'll do in the long run, and what's the best thing to base their treatment on, you're actually probably better off uh, getting some better idea of what's happening in their their regular life at home.
1: Right, and compare it to what they're seeing in the office. Right. So it sounds as though like any like most of our preventive measures that we promote. Um, in the in the medical field, having a conversation with your doctor about the things that are going on in your life and some of those potential triggers for high blood pressure um is a good place to start. All right. Terrific. Well thank you very much for joining us today. You're
0: welcome. This has been a Yale University HealthCast sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.